he wants. <laughs> Dude, what do you think about... Like, not that... I mean, I, I'm a fan of a good video game, you know? But let me yeah. ask you this. Do you think there's something cool about you being able to sit there with your nephew who has no concept of, like, Street Fighter 2? Remember when you played it on the arcade and you had the little... Yep. little joystick and you had to tap the buttons and yeah see he has no concept of that he only knows where you didn't have to put quarters in to win or to like play and hopefully you won yep but it's like you're able to share this experience with him that I guess I don't know it's just a, like there's a nostalgia factor to it does that make sense yeah like is there something do you enjoy that like yeah are you recording oh yeah absolutely but I gotta put my mic on. Oh, Sound oh. it's gonna be garbage. And I'm almost, am I not supposed to be recording as well? Mm, no, not this time. Okay, I'm gonna do that next week, probably with my with my guest. But anyways. Well, you do whatever you want, as long as that podcast goes up. It's gonna be the best episode you've ever had. Uh, I doubt that, sir. Guaranteed, man. If anything, that- it'll be. Hey. It'll be because I'll all of a sudden have a new co-host named Kyle. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> oh, man. I still got to work up timing. I'll agree, but... Dude, are you... Uh... What happened to you? Oh, you're good? Can you hear me? Yeah, of course. So for those of you who don't realize our terrible connectivity right now, we are both currently eating dinner. Tarek's getting set up. We're talking video games. Also, shout out to our good friend Jeff Gordon, not the NASCAR driver. But this is what also sparked that like intrigue. Is Jeff Gordon, for the first time in probably, well, since the whole time I've known him on Instagram put up an Instagram story of him being at, I don't know, whether it was like Walmart or Best Buy or somewhere, and got himself one of those like miniature Super Nintendos that they put out. Yeah, I saw that. So I was like, well, that's kind of cool. But then it was like, do you think his kids, who are probably pretty young, will be able to appreciate like terrible graphics but good games? Yeah. From... From the 90s? I don't know, man. It was interesting because when I was playing with my nephew this weekend on Street Fighter, yeah. you know, he beat me like a bunch of times and he's making fun of me pretty hard. He's 10, almost. And then I was like, whatever, man. I never even played this game before. He's like, what are you talking about? You told me you played this all the time. And I was like, no, but that was like when we had two buttons <laughs> and, a, and a directional pad, not a joystick and like five buttons. And <laughs> you know, and it's like, He's like, whatever, it's the same thing. You said it's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, I think it is kind of cool. Um, I, I don't know if there's that many games where you get that uh, that, that overlap, because some games, or a lot of the most more popular games, are about the gameplay with the, the systems, right? Like a first-person shooter, like GoldenEye. You know, you go back and you play it from the N64, but it's like, it's the nostalgia that makes this game fun, because... The, the, the gameplay and uh, the graphics and, and just the way you interact with the game when the first person shooter has improved so much since then you know what I mean yeah absolutely dude think about this how cool was GoldenEye when we were kids mm-hmm. the fact that you could kill people your friends in video games like actually watch blood run down the screen it was huge it was huge all you saw was your hand you know slappers only it was just hilarious it was a good time <laughs> Slappers only. I forgot about that. Oh, man. So, yeah, I I guess it's just like, I mean, video games are a huge part of society now. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of think to myself, can kids really appreciate the stuff we grew up on to the same extent that, like a guy like Jeff or yourself or myself, when, if we sat down and played, like, the original Mario Kart for Super Nintendo, <laughs> yep. we'd probably appreciate it because we grew up on it. 
or like Super Mario World. I don't think kids today would appreciate it. You know, they're just used to a much more interact, not interactive, I should say. I don't know. Like, well, they've got many more ways to interact with the game. And it's, it responds in a more intuitive or not intuitive because you get used to, you know, we were good at it back then. I don't know. I think that would just be frustrating for them. And it's also not 2D graphics. Yeah. Just I know even sometimes when I play some old games, it's just like, how did I, how did I do this? It's so challenging to, to get where I need to go with this stupid controller and the stupid graphics, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dude, how's your, uh, how's your week been? Oh, it's been good. It's been good. I was up in Calgary this week, and um, it was a good weekend. We had Thanksgiving, because my parents' anniversary falls on Thanksgiving this year, so they said they weren't going to do it for us on Thanksgiving weekend, because they're going to go away. So we did it this weekend. Um, and then I went to see my brothers play, uh, friends of the podcast, or fans of the podcast. Remember, we had Tanaj Williams on in the spring. Tanaj has a place? A play. A play. Oh. I guess I should call it a production, a show. A show, that's the word. Mm. Um, it's pretty good. It was really funny. It's 90 minutes long, no intermission, and it's called Untouch Me, or no, it's called Touch Me Songs for Di- Digital Age or whatever. It's just like making fun of and a commentary on how connected we are and how relationships work now and um, with being online. And it's 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 really funny. Like They have like a one song, it's like a parody where they have this guy from Russia talking about how he was a kid and he was scared of the KGB and then he came to America. <laughs> and then, and then he grows up, and or not grows up, then he gets older, and then all of a sudden, um, Google becomes the KGB and the internet and the NSA, and he's like, you know, basically Stalin would wet himself if he could have the information on everyone that we just give freely, <laughs> freely to, to to the internet, right? And it was pretty funny because they all like wear big Russian hats and big <laughs> Russian mustaches, and it's sung with an accent, and they make a, a song with this girl. She starts out, she's like, oh, I'm texting this guy, and it's so, you know, and it's going so well, and oh, he's been taking a long time to text back, I bet she's crafting something so romantic, and it's a dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have a whole song about that, and, and you know, just the way things are in that whole situation, and I don't know, it's just really funny, just Time 90 up. minutes of just funniness. They have a dick pic song? Yeah, it's an entire song, it's like a tick, it starts like all, like I said, it's just like... Starts like a little bit of a, not a ballad, but you know, slower. And then all of a sudden, it's like a, a super bumping techno song about a dick pic. <laughs> about dick pics or whatever. It's pretty funny. That's awesome. Awesome, man. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. Level with me. I know we talked about this a year ago when we first started this. Hmm? Uh, turkey, I assume. Yeah. I know. I love turkey, but I don't love it like you love it. Hang on. Does anyone ever do Thanksgiving with ham? Yeah, we had both. At Thanksgiving? Yeah. I feel like I'm never going to remember this, but I'm sure we'll have the same argument next Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Wow. So turkey, ham. What do you guys, what do y'all do for uh The fixings? We got a squash salad. Or squash I don't know if you call salad. it a salad or a casserole or something. It was really good, like... Uh, squash with like a crusted on brown sugar glaze type thing. It's really good. Mashed potatoes, of course. We do like a broccoli, cauliflower, carrots, peas, and beans type of vegetable medley with some cheese sauce. Mm. Um, stuffing, of course. Yorkshire puddings. Um, yeah. I think that's it. Okay. Fair enough. I think, you know, we got ham and turkey and then we got dessert. This year was, uh, what was it, uh, amaretto cheesecake and lemon meringue pie. Who made amaretto cheesecake? It's my dad's specialty. He loves it. Your dad makes it? Yeah, that's his thing. Wow. Yep. Yep. Mm, that's exciting. And we had beets, too. But, hang on, did you say you had pumpkin pie? No pumpkin pie. Oh. I know. How dare you? Too bad, I guess, but I'm you know, this weekend's Brittany's family's Thanksgiving, so I'll have pumpkin pie there. Can you just send a quick text to your mom and just say Matt is deeply disappointed in you? 
Yeah, yeah, I'll do that right after right after <laughs> this podcast is over. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> you got got you covered, buddy. <laughs> hey, I got some news though. Oh, I guess okay. I should ask you what's going on in your life. Hold on, time out. Just, is it is it my wife's pregnant? No. Well, then Man. you know. What you know what? Be? That's funny because I went to tell my family this news, and that's literally literally what they said, which really kind of takes the the wind out of your sails with any news. <laughs> it's like, well, well it's not going to be that. <laughs> Tarek, but you're getting old, all right. I want to see I this am. child like grow up and see you through, not have to wipe your rear end after you're done wiping <laughs> it because you're so old. Oh, whatever, dude. He can uh, he can help us out with our, our walking sticks and our wheelchairs and stuff. It'll be perfect. Be spry and young just as we're hitting the hitting the hump, you know? <laughs> um, okay, what's your news, bro? Me and Brittany are going to India in February. Big trip. You're taking Barbie to India? Yep. Dude, yours is going to be... Missionary Barbie, I guess. <laughs> She's upset now. Anyways, um, it's not even a mission trip. It's kind of like that, though. Our church did ask us. They they called uh, Brittany and I, or they called me, I guess, and then they said, hey, we're going to India to just check out this ministry that we help out with. You guys want to come? And we were like, wow, that sounds awesome. We worked out, looked at the logistics of it, and said, yeah, we'll go. And yeah, we had our first meeting. Flights are booked, and it's happening. So we're what, pretty stoked. What part of India are you going to? Well, um, I think it's it's hard to say because it's not not hard to say. I know where it is, but it's uh, I just want to say a major city so people know it's a couple hundred kilometers. So it's a ways away, but this is the nearest major city major city north of Chennai. It's a couple hundred kilometers north of Chennai, in a town called Gotlam, in the province of Andhra Pradesh. For those who really know Indian geography, um, yeah, and so. The, the the fellow we're going to see, or not who we're going to see, but the guy who started the mission there, his daughter and son-in-law live here in Medicine Hat. Hmm. So they're an, an Indian family, and we're going to stay in their house while we're there, and they're going to get us all set up and tell us what, we're, what to expect and organize everything for us. But I don't think they're they're not coming with us, though, the Indian family, but we'll be fine. Um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be good. We've never been to that particular country. We may try to see our old friend Samir, so that'd be cool, you know, if we could see okay. him. Um, did you know Samir? Did I know Samir? Come on now. I just thought you'd be more excited if you did know him. No, that's <laughs> exciting. So, I mean, him and I weren't super close. Well, that's cool. Anyways, but yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> Thank you, Derek. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, we're excited, man. It should be good. We like to travel, right? So Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Something so, to look forward to in February anyways. And yeah. So India, hey? Mm-hmm. Wow. How close Fun are you going to be to Mumbai? Uh, kind of the opposite side of the country. Come on, Tarek. I just want you to go... on the East Coast and Mumbai's on the West. <sighs> T, you got to go see a cricket game while you're there, all right? Yeah, they probably only have them in Mumbai. You're right. No, not just, shut <laughs> up, all right? I'm just saying, the Mumbai Indians play out of Mumbai, all right? So, yeah. they're, they're my mean, favorite I, team. I guess we better not go see any other teams. We should just go see the Mumbai Indians. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're the best. <laughs> they're the best in the league. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, it's funny, I was texting one of my buddies. I told him we were going to India, and he's like watching professional tennis up in Edmonton, and he's like, huh. Well, when you get there, make sure you tell them for a country of a billion people, they sure suck at tennis. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because I guess he was just watching Canada play India that day. We won. <laughs> <laughs> they sure suck at tennis. Good grief. Or he said something like, for, we're a country like a tenth their size, and we, we beat them in tennis or something ridiculous. Like that. A tenth? Yeah, we're not even a tenth. I know. We're so small compared to them. Oh, yeah, but, man. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I don't know if you knew this, but I'm Indian. If you go far enough back, time out. You gonna say something, or are we just actually gonna have a time out? Uh, how how far back are we going? Uh, pretty far. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. That's literally what I said. So it's dude, your parents are from flipping South America. Yeah, well, the you know they were taken. I don't know if they were taken there. So here's. Here's the scoop on my dad's side. Okay. My grandma is my grandma's I talked to her about this weekend actually, and I've talked to her about it before. She said 
her dad came from India when he was a kid. Okay. And she doesn't know anything about it because she said we never talked about it and I didn't ask him. And I was like, great, Grandma. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for all that. Um, anyways, and then, so that's like my grandma's dad came from India as a boy. Um, so that's my great-grandfather. My great-great-grandfather brought him over. Anyways, okay. so now my, my cousin actually did this whole family tree for us uh, last summer, I think. She's in London right now. Um, but on my grandpa's side, so same side of my parents, but my grandpa's side, not my grandma's side. Um, his grandfather came over from India. And his name was Rangaswamy or something like that. And he came from a place called Salem. In I know the city, the province, and the boat he was on. That's how much rope work um my uh cousin did on this and had and it's a little confusing too because they didn't have the same first name last name structure as we did now as we do now um and so it's like they took on names as as the british spread their influence obviously that's the whole reason everybody moved is because you know india and guyana were part of the british empire right and so my grandma's dad his dad moved moved them over as part of the british empire he was an overseer which i'm pretty sure was what became you know after the uk or britain abolished slavery they didn't have slave masters they had overseers um and but he was you know an of indian descent he lived on the grounds made sure the people all the farmers quote unquote picked all the cane and did all their work um and then on my grandpa's side yeah he came over in 1865 i think or maybe it was later. Maybe he was born in 1865. There's that number on the piece of paper. <laughs> and I don't know if it's a birth date or a travel to, North, to the Western world date. Anyways, and if you've heard of West Indians, they're Indians that just happen to have a separate culture now. Because, you know, as part of the British Empire, they moved to the Western Caribbean Hang part on. of the world. Right? Are you telling me that you have slave owners in your No, not slave tree? owners. Not slave owners because, obviously, not. we're not white. We're they just Indian beat black. slaves instead. Not beat slaves. He was the overseer is what they called him. So when they weren't doing their job, what do you do? Pat uh, them on the back, tell them to try hard next time? I think so. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking but in, too. But in Hindi though. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, was it your grandfather or your great-grandfather? Oh, great. Great-great-grandfather. Yeah, my great-grandfather on my grandma's side was a, my grandma calls it a druggist. Or a chemist, which turns out is a pharmacist in today's terminology. <laughs> <laughs> a druggist. Hmm, he was a druggist. Okay. He was a what? <laughs> at Booker's, which I don't think exists, at least not in North America. Maybe a still book it exists in the UK. Um, but yeah, so kind of going back to the homeland in a way, huh? How about that? Well, uh, kind of, but you don't even know what part of India they're from. No, I did. I just told you I did. Oh, sorry. I wasn't Salem. paying attention. Salem something or other. <laughs> Salem. Is there only one Salem in all of India? Yeah, I found the city. It's on Google Maps. It's easy enough. Salem, okay. and she lists the province. It's easy enough to figure out. But, I mean, it'd be cool if I had some more information. I could look up some last names or whatever and see if I could find a long-lost relative of some sort, you know? I'm looking it up. Salem, India. Here, I'll tell you what to look up. Tammy Nandu? Her Nadu? That sounds it. Yeah, that sounds like it. <laughs> Stand by. It's like in the middle of... It's, it's not on the coast. giant-ass city, man. Oh, it's like every city in India, probably, hey? Oh. Yeah, it's kind of like... It's getting right down near the uh, the tip. Yeah, Salem and Tamil. Tamil. Oh, Nidhi. Tamil. Sorry, I thought it was said Tamil. Tamil. It's Tamil. Like a Tamil tigers from Sri Lanka. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, is there any kids on the pictures that look like me? Uh, you know... <laughs> <laughs> this guy looks like he could be your cousin. Like, come yeah. on, man. Is that not how it works? Uh, close, Terry. Close. That's how maybe I'll see. Works. Maybe I'll try to get to that place and sneak as many, many um, like hair samples and <laughs> just randomly hair samples. <laughs> bring them back and send them to be tested. <laughs> Dude, this is wild. Okay, so you're going nowhere near this place, though. Not really. Okay. I mean, we got a couple days we could do what we wanted, but I have no desire to go see it either. It's really? kind of doesn't look anything cool around there, but. Oh my 
gosh, this is wild. I've never really looked at India, I won't lie. Hmm. Yeah, man. Sorry, I know people are probably like, what the heck are you doing? But I'm literally looking at a map of India, and wow. Okay, so you're... Hmm, okay, well, whatever, you know. Uh, that's exciting, though, T. So you're going to India February. How long are you there for? Just two weeks, maybe two and a bit. Quick trip. You know what we're hopefully going to see, too? I don't know if you knew this, but... Thomas, like one of Jesus' apostles, Thomas, doubting Thomas. Yeah. Apparently, he, after, you know, the end of Acts in the Bible, walked all the way to India. And he started a church, and there is a church of Thomas that exists. And they say this is the church that Thomas started. And we are, 2,000 years ago, we have been operating in this area because of what St. Thomas did. And he was martyred here. Crazy, right? That's a little interesting. Yeah, kind of cool. That kind of legacy, that kind of history, right? So, yeah, and then we'll go see the Taj, of course. Of course, you have to do that. I'd like to, anyways. And you know it's what funny because t- mm. you should somehow try to one up Mike's picture of the Taj because I'm pretty sure he did like a handstand in front of it. Oh, is that right? Yeah, you gotta like think up some better way to outdo backflip. I gotta start working on my backflip. Dude, you're never gonna backflip. Challenge accepted. I'm going to talk to you next time. You're going to be in a wheelchair because you broke your neck. I could do a backflip. I don't think so whatsoever. If it's on something soft. Dude, get up and do a backflip right now. No, I'm afraid. Of what? You have giant ceilings in your house. I'm not afraid of hitting the ceiling. I'm afraid of landing on my head. Look up. I did want to make sure I had the clearance. Okay, great. Like, I could do a backflip and not land on my head. I would just always land on my knees. I don't have the strength or I don't know what it is or the height to rotate all the way around. I remember Otis. Do you remember Otis Lippet? Yeah, he Anyways. used to just be able to do them everywhere. Standing backflips, and I was so jealous of that guy. And then once I tried it, and he freaked out, and he was like, dude, if you don't know how to do this, you shouldn't just be throwing out backflips. And I was like, you did it. <laughs> how did you learn how to do it, bro? <laughs> it was like a grassy field, and I was like, the grass is soft. I mean, <laughs> he looks so scared. <laughs> if you don't know how to do it. <laughs> oh, man. But I've always wanted to learn that or a back handspring, but... And I think I could do it. I used to be able to run up a wall and do a backflip. Dude, just join like a kid's gymnastics team. You know what's funny? At Carson's class, Carson Church, oh. friend of the podcast, there's a girl who's part of a gymnastics club in Medicine Hat. And I was like, so is it like just for kids or whatever? And she's like, yeah, it's for kids. She's like a coach or whatever. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. Do you have any adults come? You know? Because <laughs> I was just trying to feel it out, right? <laughs> and then she was like, yeah. Yeah, we have this one guy come. Um, you know, he's he's a pretty high level gymnast though, and I was like, oh, okay, okay. It's like, listen, is it just gonna be weird if me as a grown man comes to just learn? And she's like, ah, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be pretty weird. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Okay, glad we had this conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because <laughs> it's like I don't. I guess she didn't know what I was trying to get at, but. <laughs> so no, I don't have a gym class or a gymnast class oh, that I can go. To, come but. on, man. There's like mats at the gym. I should just go there one day with Carson and tell him to spot me and spot me doing backflips, bro. <laughs> no, I mean that way I have someone to at least call the ambulance. <laughs> I was just gonna say, just call nine one one is really all it is. Oh man, well that's cool, T. Yeah, man. What's new with you, man? Partying well, with these high school kids or what? I mean, dude, college kids. How dare you call them high school kids? They're very mature and sophisticated. I played, did I tell you I played beer pong the other weekend? Like I was back in college? Yeah, Derek, you did. Okay, my bad, my you bad. You told us last week. Oh, well, that was <laughs> exciting for me, okay? <laughs> I was pretty good at it. <laughs> Dude, we, uh, yeah, man, college is weird. It's definitely, I mean, it's growing on me. It's growing on me. And then you're going to leave. You know, what, <laughs> you know what I learned? There's a difference between being a good teacher and a bad teacher. And the difference is like a very stark difference. Let's put it like that way. your command of the English language. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it's oh man, I got two good teachers and I got two terrible teachers too, and it makes a world of difference. It makes an absolute world of difference. That's awesome. But I also like, like I was texting you. 
uh, fashion is a very different thing <laughs> in in college. Let me tell you. I love it, man. I tell you, you got to snap some of these pictures, dude. <laughs> apparently, no college kid ever owns a single pair of like normal jeans with zero holes in them. Yeah. Uh, one kid I saw today was he was wearing these jeans that weren't quite long enough. Mm-hmm. Like they came up just above the ankle. It's it's as if you threw your jeans in and they shrunk just slightly, but you're like, uh, I can rock these. And it's like, do you have cool socks on? Sometimes I think people no, do that. No socks. All about the cool socks. No socks and his shoes, and it was like, ugh. I've seen that. Like people with shorter mm-hmm. length pants, and I'm like, is that the thing? Because that just seems so goofy to me. But we're getting old, man. Oh, we're getting old. I just think it just it looks silly to me. I like looks- this guy, so I didn't like make fun of him, but. <laughs> You're just a big bully there at the school. <laughs> just pick on everyone. But like I was telling you, dude, my favorite, favorite getup ever, first day orientation. I wish I would have told you guys this earlier. Dude shows up, black jeans, black t-shirt with a picture of Vladimir Putin on it. <laughs> but he's wearing like it's like kind of a disco kind of looking thing. It's got like part of a disco ball triangle looking thing on it and he's wearing like uh you know those like little 3d glasses you used, you used to get with like a box of cheerios where it had like one red, that's what one, he's wearing one, blue one. yeah he's rocking Dude. those kind of glass it was wild and then on top of it black yeezys man kids just got so much swag hey? it was like oh my gosh were the ladies just flocking uh definitely not <laughs> <laughs> But I just thought this guy has style. Like this guy is thinking outside the box. I've never seen a single pair of Yeezys in person before. So that right? The fact that a guy in Cambridge was rocking Yeezys, I I got some. No, you don't. Yeah, you. Oh, might. you got fake Yeezys, if anything. I'm gonna literally go look up what Yeezys are right now. They're Kanye shoes. They're Adidas. Yeah, I knew that. I just didn't know uh, what they looked they like. They retail for about three hundred and fifty, and he only puts oh. out. There's knockoff those all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing because this is what I learned: the resale market for those. So he sells them for like three hundred bucks, and then people buy tons of them and then resell them for like twenty five hundred dollars. Oh wow! Because there's after you wear them. Yeah, because there's so few pairs out there. Because he only he'll only like produce say like five hundred pairs. Like literally such small amounts that it's like in one particular to get. style, hey. Well, he only has like the one style. No, he I puts mean, out like, like a new pair every every year or whatever, right? But like very little alteration to, because you can always tell what a set of Yeezys look like based on the image you're looking at right now. Right. Anyways, the fact is that I saw a man in a pair of Yeezys. I don't know if they were real or fake. But I couldn't wear it. $300 shoe outside, and I couldn't do it. <laughs> no? No. Dude, what I if didn't... someone stepped on them, or what if I stepped in a puddle? you just clean them. I'd be devastated. Yeah, you would be. I also be don't devastated. think you would ever be the guy to buy $300 shoes. It's true. You'd be like, well... That's not true. If I, if I had millions of dollars, I'd buy $300 I shoes. I don't think you would do it even then. Yeah, you're probably right. You'd be like, the time value of this money here is better spent <laughs> in an investment account. Well, actually, I like that. That sounds good. Oh I like my that. Gosh. Stop. I'm it. not even offended. I feel like, just man, that's stop a, it. That dude you described a badass. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> badass and corporate finance never go together. Okay. Oh man, tell you what, I was watching the Suits last night, and <laughs> Derek, that, that's a TV show. They're Your trying TV. to make. Uh, I know it's just, this is a funny story, actually. I was uh, telling Brittany about this. I was at, actually, I was hanging out with Carson Church, friend of the show last night. Uh, and he's like, you want to watch Suits? And I was like, yeah, I haven't watched it in a while, but let's I get caught up. And he puts an episode on, and it's like, I forget how dramatic it is, right? It's like, I get it. They're big shot lawyers and traders and bankers in New York. But it's like, literally, everything is like, do this, or the firm is going to go under. Do this, or I'll put you in the ground. And you're like, geez, guys, <laughs> is it ever just a chill day at work or what? <laughs> It's so dramatic, and I was like, that's how they get stuff done. They're always threatening each other and stuff. And I was having this problem <laughs> with this bank I deal with. <laughs> and then I was like, this is in real life. And then I was like, man, I like how these guys get stuff done. 
you know? And it was like the bank wanted original documents, original documents, but they had messed up. So I, t- I messaged them today and I was like, listen, this is taking forever because you guys messed up. I need you guys to accept electronic documents and then I'll send the originals later. And I got it because of Suits yes. last night. <laughs> Dude, isn't that great? Isn't that great? It was great? literally because I watched Suits and I was like, man, I'm way too nice. <laughs> Some, sometimes that happens, man. Yeah, oh, like snap. normally I'd be like, hey, do you think you could do this? No? Well, okay, thanks for trying though. I really appreciate it. <laughs> you know? Dude, breaking news right now. My dad just fell off a loader and broke his wrist. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Jeez. Oh man. <laughs> uh, my mom just like actually just texted me. I, I heard the vibe. She'd be laughing, but oh, it sounds like he's all right. Uh, she's just saying that he's got to be put in a cast. So anyway, shout out to my dad, I guess. Hopefully, he gets better. <laughs> yeah, right. He's supposed to come down this weekend, so. I'll give nice. him a hard time. Oh, man, that's great. Dude, but isn't that great? I mean, here's the thing. I'll never forget after watching The Wolf of Wall Street and then working in an office environment, just thinking, man, wouldn't it be great if I could just bring this to life in my everyday right? work? This swagger, this, like, F-U mentality to, to life. <laughs> like, I am the king of my own destiny sort of thing in in a button-up shirt i know it's kind of cool and i always wonder is that what it's like in new york it's just this like ultimate badassery and in the corporate world yeah and And i wonder i mean i don't know if it is but i can't imagine it would be i will tell you though it doesn't really translate super well to a small christian college in the admissions department no, I mean, that's probably how you got fired. Eh? <laughs> I can say that with certainty. Uh, definitely didn't get fired, but but uh, yeah, it turns out, yeah, just just doesn't work. Just doesn't work. Hey, maybe in accounting it'll work. Maybe I should go in with that kind of swagger back when I go back in January. Yeah, maybe you should. I remember a couple of years ago, I met some accountants at some business event I was at. This is at Medicine Hat. And they made a joke about how and they were young. Oh, this one's Harvey Specter, which is the main character from Suits. And this one's Mike Ross, who is the main character's protege in Suits. And it was like, they weren't saying it. Like, they could tell they were embarrassed that this was coming out. But this is something they definitely say all the time back at the office. Uh, <laughs> you know dude, what I mean? why are accountants not cool? And I mean, it's like, accountants, I, I think, is an interesting profession. And I like what they do. But come on, guys, you're an accountant. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, like, I feel like I get it more than most people. People say accountants, and they're like, oh, that's so boring. But I, I don't mean, think you could ever really assume that it's, you know. Here's the thing. Me and my buddy Quentin talk about this all the time when they have, like, the accounting commercial, the CPA commercial where the chicken's oh, yeah, out the, the helicopter. The helicopter, yeah. <laughs> Him and I always joke about this. We're like, yeah, that commercial should probably be us sitting in a cubicle just like BSing back and forth because <laughs> this is what it is to be a CPA or a CPA student. <laughs> You're not flying in helicopters. It's true. And it's like, does any accountant ever fly in a helicopter? I mean, maybe. I, I assume that there are some that do, but it's not like that's a common part of your job where you just hop in a helicopter and go to construction sites. Yeah. You know? Totally. And it's like maybe the CPA that gets to work for the CF as the CFO of some major firm. Yeah. That guy. That's exactly it. But the CPA who's actually just doing accounting. Yeah. Like as soon as I see the job description for helicopter flying CPA, I'm for (laughs) sure going to put my application in. But I'm not holding my breath on it. Not holding my breath on it. Interesting story. From a. No, I guess he was a CA, but. Um. Uh, business relationship, I know. Anyways, I'll be have to be sufficiently vague. He was a CA, worked for a firm in Medicine Hat. Um, you know what? Maybe I won't tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's a better idea. Maybe it's yeah, better. You know, idea. Anyways, maybe I won't tell the story. We'll, we'll save that one for, uh, for another time when it's Matt and Tarek after dark. Totally, when I don't have to uh, get fired. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. Oh, man. Dude. T, should we jump into some news or what? You want to go to the news already? Oh, snap. Maybe we should talk a little pop culture first. 
Oh, maybe we should. I've been watching a TV show I think you'll like, but you go first. Okay, so I got a few things I want to get off my mind. Firstly, number one, I've been listening to a lot of good new music. And okay. by that, I mean I got like two new albums that I want to tell everyone about. The first one is my man Macklemore came out with an album called Gemini. Because mm-hmm. you aren't fans of like, I don't want to call it like, it's hip hop, but it's like, it's hip hop without like Dr. Dre production. Like you can tell it is independent production. You know? Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah. yeah, I guess so. <clears throat> like it's good. I love it. But it's definitely not, you're not getting that, like, Dr. Dre touch. I like to use Dr. Dre because I think he's probably the best producer in in hip-hop. But he's, If your album sales weren't doing too good, he's the doctor they told you to go see. That's exactly it. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I'm quoting that one song, right? Uh, nope, didn't know that at all, right? but uh, that's, uh, I appreciate the it. The one with Eminem. <laughs> the one. Forgot about, forgot about Dre. Oh, that's really? What he says. Yeah, I forgot about Dre, the, the really oh, popular great. one. <laughs> the really popular one from 2001, folks. <laughs> but uh, anyways, so listen to some Macklemore as well as the new Kesha album. Which, nice. Which is kind of cool. For those of you that don't know the whole Kesha story, she was being, I don't know, managed or what by this weird dude named Dr. Luke. He was a terrible manager. He wasn't like uh kind of helping her out and was not he was very controlling over her career and the problem is she was signed in for a contract with him so she basically had to not produce anything i believe for i think it was like five years to basically get out of this contract oh wow and and so she was allowed to help co-write and i think she was allowed to do like featured performances and stuff with other artists but she wasn't allowed to actually like put out any of her own original content uh for x amount of years in order to like be able to get herself out of this contract with this guy so that's what she did man and now she's back with a vengeance her new album didn't come out stuff for five years it was something like five years i swear it it was this outrageous amount of time but anyways she's now got a new album uh it's super good um Go and get yourself a little bit of that. And what else, man? Dude, I've been watching a lot of Netflix. Finished uh, Narcos. Dude, you ever watch Narcos? No, man. I don't speak Spanish. Dude, you don't have to. You just read it. Ooh, I don't know about that. Here's the thing. (laughs) It is so many subtitles, but the story is so good. Can I just read it on Wikipedia? I mean, you could. Yeah. That's, that, that's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's up to you, man. That's, just, that's entirely up to you. Uh, original original you? content only. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you heard, but Riverdale comes back in like 10 days. I was showing somebody my countdown the other day. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> For our listeners, Matt sent me a countdown. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. I love it. Love you have it. it on your watch? Like, you literally just checked uh, your wristwatch. No, I was, I was checking to see what date it was today. Oh, okay. It's October 3rd, for those of you who don't know, so that's when we're recording this. So it'll actually be, like, a week from when people actually listen to this. That'll be out again on Netflix Weekly. So pumped to, to talk about that with you. Uh, and about that's about it. What do you got in pop culture? What are you watching these days, T? Well, let me tell you. I think uh, I told you this before, but I'm I'm happy to to say it out out loud on the podcast. I am watching the Lethal Weapon TV show with Damon Wayans and Jordana Brewster. For those who don't know who that is, that is Mia Toretto, as in Dominic Toretto's (laughs) baby sister, Paul Walker's love interest in All Fast and Furious. All right. Yeah, it's just love. It's good to see her on TV again. You know, because she didn't make it into the eighth movie. Um, and she had an increasingly diminishing role in the Fast and Furious <laughs> franchise. Um, but, no, it's... And, you know, if you guys listen to the show, you know that I'm a big fan of buddy cop anything. Um, and it's a buddy cop TV show. I think Damon Wayans is a funny guy, too. Um, and it's it, I find it has a good balance between funny and just, like, a you know, action, action-packed... Action cop type show okay let me ask you this about it 
is it like we solve a crime every week sort of thing or is kind it of. oh i can't stand that man why not just because it's it becomes too cliche it's like for instance uh i had quite a few friends who got into like superhero shows when they were popular and that's always what happens yeah <laughs> that's you're the right. thing they like beat another villain every week every and it's week. like okay that's great can we not just have like one you know and there's always a thread that goes line. through everything well that's the thing is there like this one criminal that they're trying to get at the very end of the season you know that plays throughout the entire series or is it just a new case every week it's um yeah there's there's definitely a higher a higher plot line Okay. Like, uh, you know, where and a number of their cases connect to it and they, you know, eventually leads to the, the season finale. I really don't want to give it away because Terry, um, if it you has guys been like out funny, on cable for a year and it's now been on Netflix for like a month. Yeah, I was going to say out on cable doesn't mean what it used to mean. <laughs> out on Netflix on a, for a month is, is a lot Here's more useful. The thing, guys, it's been out long enough that if you haven't binged it over the last like three weekends, you clearly are not that. That's not true. It's it. not true. One month. There's a lot of new content on Netflix. They were waiting to hear what we said. Oh. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's not going to change your life. <laughs> <laughs> but if you love buddy cop shows like I do, you're going to really enjoy it. Dude, one, really la- one last thing I have to add in. Uh, I started watching this Netflix original series mm-hmm. called Big Mouth. Uh, I started it, but it was, you know, <laughs> it's, it starts- a little, it's a little crass. It starts a little off color, yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of funny because it's it's about these kids who are going through puberty, and the only reason I can sit back and laugh about it is simply because I mean I'm a grown adult. I've I've had to go through that stage of my life already, and uh, so you can sit back and laugh and go like, oh, you can relate to little bits and pieces here and there. Yeah, yeah. And so I like Nick Crawl too. I like I think he's hilarious. I mean, Nick Crawl is very hilarious, but again, <laughs> he's not the cleanest comic out there. Uh, but I mean that's the thing life is not always clean and I think that that's this is one subject matter that you know is it's going to be kind of filthy and yeah do they take it a little too far at times absolutely but um, I mean it's definitely not for the faint fart I would not advise it if your you know sense of comedy is I don't know I got nothing to compare it to but all I can say is it's yeah, it's definitely it's a funny. Crude. Oh, nice. and I tried watching the new Magic School Bus. Oh, it's on there. Uh, it's not very good. Tea. Uh, I'm sorry. The animation, new animation, sucks. Oh, that's too bad. And uh, I mean, the new Miss Frizzle, who is played by Kate McKinnon from Saturday Night Live. Oh, I like. She's that. really great, but yeah, just it's that's a. Too bad. Okay. How's this? What's the science like, though? <laughs> Guys, can I just point out the funniest part of it all for me? I was laughing so hard when I saw this. Uh, they go, "Where's Phoebe?" And they went, "Oh, she went back to her old school." And that's it. They they no, got rid of her but character. But do you but do you get it? Because in the original series, she would always be like, "They didn't do this at my old school or oh. at my old school." She constantly referenced her old school. I don't remember that. That's hilarious. And so I was laughing so hard when they're like, yeah, she went back to her old school. <laughs> and it was like, yes, I can appreciate that. Probably every six-year-old who's watching this cannot. So Yeah, yeah, unless they were watching the old ones and then switch. But... It's true, it's true. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not bad. It's not bad. I, I definitely don't know how legit the science is, but uh, check it out. I mean, check it out. it's kind of funny. We got, uh, thanks to Netflix. You know, you and I, who grew up in that time period, we had Bill Nye and the Magic School Bus, and they brought it back for us. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's very true. It's very like, true. okay, cool. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. And so. if you guys are looking for some great stand-up comedy, which I know Terry uh, always is. Ooh. Dude, did you watch Tom Segura? No. Dude, you got to watch it. It will change your entire mentality on... Uh, Send me a two-minute clip and I'll uh, no, like a trailer. See, no, you just gotta no. watch the. No. No. You're so difficult. Nope. You're so difficult. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay, should we get to the news? Yep, let's do it. I got let's some good news. Let's get to the news. To the news. To the news. To the news. Also, can I point out that I have one story that I want to share at some point? 
You can, but you may not share it. You may not. Thank you. <laughs> hey, I'm JT around here, right? I can do it alone. <laughs> the show relies Andy. on me. Oh, whatever. Do you remember the movie um, John Tucker Must Die? Yeah, Jesse Metcalf. Yeah, he's JT because he's John Tucker. There's a scene in the beginning of the movie where he like walks into school and he's like the coolest guy there. Like everyone's giving him high fives and saying, "John, what's up, man?" and giving him the nod and stuff. I remember we watched it in college, and you know, I, and <laughs> the entire friend group was like, "Dude, someday we should just like." We should just take turns being that guy and walk in and make sure that everybody <laughs> greets them like that. <laughs> so you could be a big shot for a day, oh, you know? <laughs> just, just for one day. One day of the week, just you're like the big walk shot. Walk in and everyone's got to give high fives. Like a bunch of them had special high fives they would do and stuff. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, anyways. Man. All right. This headline says it all. Oh. Uh, and I just, it says you know, something about a bird. I'm going to kill you. Ah, uh, no birds. Ah, damn. I should have got something about a bird. Anyways. Headline, giant nude woman could grace U.S. Capitol. Big pardon? Yeah. So this festival wants to install a 45-foot-tall statue on National Mall. So between November and March, I'm assuming 27 March or November 2017 to March 2018, um, visitors to the National Mall will be treated to views of the White House, the Washington Monument, and a 45-foot-tall, 16,000-pound naked woman. <laughs> wow, where'd they find her? Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, Washington-, <laughs> Washington Post reports organizers of the third annual Catharsis on the Mall Festival are seeking permission to install our evolution or revolution, I don't know, a statue by Marco Cochran for four months. A spokesperson for the National Park Service says they're reviewing the proposal and it is plausible the statue gets the go-ahead. The mall had hosted long-term political art installments in the past, and organizers of catharsis on the mall described the Burning Man of D.C. Described the Burning Man of D.C. That's what the festival described as, sorry. Are seeking $90,000 in donations to erect the statue and volunteers to monitor 24 hours a day. Huh. But are they going to burn it down at the end like Burning Man? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it might work, might not, but I think it's kind of interesting. People are just trying to do art or whatever. Look, here's the thing. How much are they paying this artist to do it? I don't know. It sounds like it's, it exists already and they're just going to borrow it from them. Um, and they need 90,000 in donations to erect the statue and volunteers to monitor it 24 hours a day. That just sounds like a waste of $90,000. It does kind of, doesn't it? But that's art, man. You got to pay for art. Guys, here's the thing. Art. I got a real, no real issue with art, okay? You want to be an artist, all the power to you. Uh, actually, I never told you this, but maybe I did tell you this, but uh, I met a buddy here who is a sculpturist. Oh, yeah. And he actually just had a piece of his work uh, purchased by a guy down in Southern California. That's so it's pretty like, cool. It's a pretty big deal for him, eh? And yep. so I was like, that's really neat. And, you know, all the power to him, he's explaining it to me. It's like a shovel head that's connected to a spinal cord oh wow cool and so i was like wow that's that's pretty profound and uh because i immediately thought of like blue collar people breaking their back while shoveling dirt i don't know anyway oh, i was thinking the shovel because it's the guy's head i'm assuming so he's like digging for knowledge oh huh. see look at that two different art. interpretations. see i have no problem with art all right the problem lies in when you're trying to showcase a spectacle of art that it's like how many people are now all of a sudden booking flights to dc to go and see this maybe that, five that weren't before <laughs> six okay? or seven that's my issue with it if it was something that was actually like contributing to the economy and people were all of a sudden like this huge influx in tourism to, to your city uh to see it then all the power to you yeah that's fair but if it's like, I like that it's donations. It's like it's not taxpayers' money. If people donate the money, it. you do it. Ah, good on you. Yeah, that's valid. That's valid. Although I do like the idea of having an artistically pleasing place to live in because it's just like, and maybe it's just cocky, but it's like, you know, like 
we pay our taxes and we have wealthier municipalities and I like things to be nicer in those municipalities. You know what I mean? Like I want them to put the time and effort into having architecture that's more pleasing. It's not utilitarian. That's more superfluous, you know, it's got a little bit more flair. I like that stuff. Yeah, I can appreciate, you know, one place in Vernon, BC, they actually have this beautiful, like kind of waterfallish looking thing down downtown that pours yeah. down like a wall and then, but it's not a wall. It's just like, I guess it's just kind of like an overhang and yeah. it pours down into these ponds and then somehow I'm sure it gets pumped back up top to pour back over, you know, yeah, but cool. uh, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. And it's just like, there's these nice park benches by it. So you can sit and just kind of like hang out throughout the day there. So it's like, yeah, I get that. I would like yeah. that kind of stuff in, cool. in more, you know, rich municipalities, I guess. Yeah. You know, when I was in London once in, I think it was 2009, um, they were doing a, um, an art installation in Trafalgar Square. It was really cool. What they would do is, uh, I can't remember what it was called, but they had this platform or this, like, in Trafalgar Square on one of the, because like four things around the square. And it was like, every you could just apply and you'd get an hour up on the platform. 24 hours a day, would be every hour, it would switch people up on the platform. And there was a lottery system, and you could just go up there and do whatever you wanted for an hour. Some people would go up there and sing. Some people would go up there and recite poetry. Some people would go up there and just have a nap, do nothing. Some people, it was just kind of cool. You know, it's just like the public got a super, not super into it, but it was like you go down there and you just go watch what people are going to do. <laughs> you know, and they never had a problem filling the spots. And, you know, it was kind of neat. That was their art installation for a couple months at Trafalgar Square. <laughs> That's actually kind of cool because, yeah, you're right. Who knows what people are going to do? I feel like it would be hard to take a nap up there, though, because all these people yeah. are watching you. It would be kind of weird. It's super uncomfortable. But anyways, art. Art. Can't, can't live with it. Can't live without it, right? Deep, deep. All right. I'm going to read this headline. I want you to tell me what you think this is about, okay? Okay, deal. Here you go. America, give your pastor the finger with impunity. That's it. Hmm. Uh, prostate exams. <laughs> Why is your pastor doing a prostate exam? Because he's probably 40 or 50. Mm. Which one do you need to go get your... Oh, I see, I see. The pastor's not doing the exam. He's receiving the exam. Yeah, you get it? Because give I'm your like, yeah. the finger, you know? I'm with you, I'm with you. One no, finger that's sometimes not. too, you know? Get a good <laughs> swab up in there. Okay, all right, Just all right. Just peel your peach and... <laughs> peel your peach. Go, go for a little, oh, go for a little dig. Awful. Okay, I'm going to have to put a stop to that, Maddie. So, uh, court over, over, overturns man's conviction for flipping the bird in church. Um, so, Georgia's highest court has reversed the conviction of a man who was arrested on a disorderly conduct charge after he held up his middle finger and shouted at his pastor during a service. <laughs> wow! Yeah, and he got I didn't know sent. You could get arrested for flipping the bird in church. Well, that's what he. This is what the court said. Apparently, you can't anymore because the unanimous opinion issued Monday says David Freeman's behavior amounts to free speech protected by the First Amendment. <laughs> wow. hmm. So he's good to go. He's a David Freeman is a free man. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm not going to test it out here in Canada, but. Like, I'm tempted to, just to see what happens. Maybe the pastor wouldn't care and press charges, you know? <laughs> yeah, but, probably not. Uh, apparently, okay, so apparently Pastor Jason Berry of Twelve Stone Church in Flowery Branch, what a name for the town, <laughs> asked teachers to stand for recognition during a service in August 2014. The court's opinion says Freeman, a homeschooling father, stood and raised his middle finger in the air and then began yelling after the pastor finished his prayer. He waited. A sheriff's deputy arrived after, and Freeman was charged with misdemeanor misdemeanor disorderly conduct. Barry testified at the trial that Freeman's action made him scared for his and his congregation's oh safety. Oh, my gosh. For their safety, maybe. Not for their lives. It's kind of a crazy guy. Their yeah. safety? Was he going to take on the entire church congregation? Uh, maybe. Come on. He'd be able to like connect with like one or two people, and then... That's fair enough. If you if you think he's gonna do that even to be uh, concerned about the safety, he's got crazy eyes, man. You got to see his mugshot. He's got I mean, crazy eyes. The other part of it too is like, of all things, 
Yeah, you really shouldn't be. Like, like for sure, for... just like lay down your concerns, like yell at the past, do what you want. But like, who sits there and stays? I would have probably just like dropped the f bomb a couple times, told him to kick rocks, and then just walked out. Like, I definitely wouldn't sit back down as if like I'm just gonna finish the rest of the service here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I wouldn't do I mean, it all together, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, it seems strange to press charges, but, you know, it didn't work out for him, so. Yeah. Kind of interesting, though. Good to see the First Amendment still doing its job in North America, or in the United States, I should say. <laughs> Derek, the First Amendment's always doing its job. Now people are concerned about it, you know? Like, you can't say certain things anymore, and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Anyways, final story. Final story. Steve Jobs' widow, Laureen Powell Jobs, yeah. makes a big move in the pro sports world. What you know what this buy? is about? Um, she's buying I'm a. Excited. Yeah, she is buying a major stake in the Capitals, Washington Capitals, and Washington Wizards empire. Yeah. Okay. Firstly, she has more money than you can imagine. She is yeah, one of the wealthy. richest people in. I'm sure North she still America. owns a bunch of Apple stuff too. Oh, I'm sure she holds all of those same shares that Steve owned. Yeah. So, so she's very wealthy. Okay. Lay it on me. How much did she put up? Let's see here. Does it tell you the um, exact amount? Probably around a billion dollars, I'm betting. Billionaire philanthropist Lorraine Powell Jobs. Why do they call her philanthropist? A... Steve Jobs is well known for never giving money to anyone. Did you know well, that? I mean, is that right? Oh, yeah. It's like a notorious thing that like after he died, people wondered if they would start giving more money to like different causes and stuff as a company. Oh, did they? Yeah, because... He was notorious for not, like, that was always the stark difference between him and Bill Gates. Like, Bill Gates giving away billions of dollars oh, to the interesting. free world. Steve Jobs keeping it for himself. Yeah, do you remember when we talked about how Bill Gates literally ended um, polio, polio in India? Isn't that just nuts? Steve, I was literally, I was talking to one of that Indian fellow I was telling you about earlier about that, and he's like, yeah. Dude, <laughs> Bill Gates is not just an American hero. He's like a world hero. He's a world hero. Like, wrap your head around what this man is doing for humanity. I ended a disease in a country. Yeah. It's you think incredible. Bill would come on sometime. Oh, I mean, Bill, the invitation's there. You just sent us an email, man. Uh, we'll have you on. Man. Matt will use a Mac or a Windows computer that day, too. Dude, I will. And I'll even record it so that people can listen to it on their Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> well, now he's not going to come. That was a big kick in us. Okay. Anyways, so she okay. bought a big chunk of the Washington Capitals and Wizards. I'll, yeah, it's the uh, all it says here is she poured hundreds of millions of dollars into the monumental sports and entertainment conglomerate mm. that includes NHL's Washington Capitals and the NBA's Washington Wizards, as well as DC's Capital One Arena. Mm. Powell Jobs' investment will earn her a stake of about 20% in Monumental, which would be the company's second largest, and investor Ted Leonis, Leonsis will remain the CEO and majority stakeholder and retain control over the team's. Okay, the only reason I ask that is because basketball teams right now are going for over a billion dollars, right? Uh, hockey franchises, you know, a few hundred million dollars, you could probably buy a hockey franchise outside of Toronto or Montreal or Chicago, maybe. Uh, and then the arena on top of it. So, yeah, 20% makes sense if that's 20% collectively for all three. But I will bet you anything that that is maybe... I would say less than four hundred million dollars she put in. Yeah, and she I have no 20%. clue. Because you could say anything, and we'd have the, no, I'd have no basis. The reality is, is that I'll bet you, if you wanted to buy all three outright, it would probably be over two billion dollars for all yeah. three. So you know, twenty percent. Twenty percent. Twenty percent makes sense enough. around there. So wow, mm-hmm. that's exciting though. That's good for yeah. her. She's also She's- the biggest shareholder in Disney. Oh, is that right, eh? Yeah, because. I swear I explained this to Steve Jobs. Yeah, you did. Yeah, Pixar. He, oh, right. He got right, bought right. out and got it all in stock. Right, 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 yeah. Which is makes sense if they're trying to do their own streaming thing, right? But yeah. anyways. Dude, we have she to apparently, talk about that at some point. we got to discuss that. Yeah. Apparently she's worth $20 billion. Yep. And she was bidding on the LA Clippers a while back. I think when when that guy went got in trouble for saying those racist things or whatever and yeah. had to sell the team or some nonsense. Um, and so, yeah, she likes 
sports teams. Let's see. Yeah, do you know if she did anything else besides, you know, be Steve's job? Jobs. Yeah. Uh, Sounds I awful. Know that, I know that she does a lot of philanthropy work, so good for her. Um, but I think it's all happened basically since he died. Won't lie to you. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but I know nothing about who she is, what Born she does, how she became part of the, like, how she even met him or anything like that. Um, but all the power to you. If you're doing good in the world, then have at her. And if you're a big sports fan, then go nuts, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Well, that's the news, man. Hang on. I got the best and news story And that's going to be it for the week. Wrapping it up here. And, all right, uh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> now that you've heard Tarek's three terrible news stories, <laughs> get ready for the one that will knock your socks off. Dude, I read this article over the weekend about a chick... Who got her boyfriend to tattoo her eye? Oh, I saw the headline. Yeah. Did you see the picture? It looked like her eye was leaking pink stuff or yeah. something. So anyway, she she was trying to get an eye tattoo, which Sounds really stupid. What a bad choice. Uh but on top of that, she now may have lost like vision in that eye. Oh, what a, like, she was trying to get a tattoo on her sclera, the white part of her eye? Yeah, so what apparently is very popular is it's very popular in, like, prisons to get, like, the white of your eye filled in with, like, either red, black, blue, like, a lot of gang colors, to say the least. Okay. And I don't, I don't know anything about her boyfriend or her or her friend circle or if there's any, like, prison culture kind of within that but essentially that's what she got talked into doing is getting the white of her eye tattooed to be like one color so i don't know if it's like you actually have to go with like a tattoo gun and like shade the whole thing or if you just like inject ink into the into the eye i know nothing about the human eye me neither all i know is that you see out them and it's gonna suck if she has lost vision in her eye for the rest of her life over such stupid stupid choice what a bad plan hey so wow with well, that if you ever feel like man i just did this thing and it was pretty dumb remember the lady who got her boyfriend to get her eye tattooed <laughs> couldn't even exactly. couldn't even go to a real tattoo artist i mean it's dumb it's really dumb to do that regardless but didn't even have the sense to go to a real tattoo artist dude i also i don't want to get too deep into tattoos uh, because I know we've always wanted to do an episode on tattoos with uh, oh, yeah. my boy who's a tattoo artist. Yep. But my boy, uh, my buddy Caleb, shout out to Caleb Fur, just got uh, his first tattoo, and it's a picture oh, nice. of a dead fish. Ooh. Like just the skeleton of a fish. Okay. It has to do with like all these guys who are married into this family, which he's also married into, and their their maiden name is Gill. So it's oh, like I see. They're they're non gills, so it's like a dead I see. Not gills. Anyways. So he married into a family, and he lost his last name. No, no. no, no. <laughs> I no, mean, it's 2017. That could happen. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> no, uh, definitely is not how it went. But they all got these like matching tattoos as a bunch of like brother-in-laws that are married to these sisters. And so I thought it was a pretty great, great little piece. Anyways, I like it. I, like I was it. like. I said, who did it for you? And I, I can't remember if he said it was his cousin or his brother-in-law, but, like, he's like, yeah, basically he bought a tattoo gun, and we just, like, got these tattoos. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and so I was like, is he, like, a professional? And he's like, I can't remember if he told me he was a professional or if he's, like, working towards it, but it, yeah, it, came, out looking, it <laughs> came out looking very good. I will say oh, that there much. you go. There you go. Well, so, at least it came out looking good. I mean, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, that's my All tattoo right. story. Ladies and gentlemen, you're welcome from the real host of this show. <laughs> and uh, thanks for tagging along, Tarek. Tarek, we're... it's going to be weird. It's This is my yeah, first... Take... Next week is my first week I'll never have been on this. Well, there you go. I mean, we're going to do big things, and you're going to see the numbers really go through the roof. You know, it's... Uh, you know, here's the thing. I'll make you a deal. 
What's that deal? Uh, we'll have a bet, and okay. you do that. And I'm going to leave the marketing to you as well by you having to promote things through social media. Okay. Because uh, I know you won't do any of that. I might. And we'll see what your numbers pop out at in comparison to... Matt Chats 1? Well, not Matt Chats 1, because my second one is bursting through the through the roof right now. Also, Would ladies and gentlemen, to? if you guys... Uh, aren't listening to the great Matt Chats out there. We just put up a second one with my man Jared Oliver. They're coming out every Monday. And uh, I hope you guys uh, keep listening to them. Next week, we've got uh, my boy Kyle Hamlet coming out. I think you need to make sure listeners know, I will not be there. Yeah. So if you're starting to watch it and you're wondering, when's Tarek going to come on? Which I'm sure is the situation that you're in. Here's the thing. It's not going to happen. Here's the thing. (laughs) I now have two of them out. They're two of our most popular episodes ever. Is that right? That's um, good. I mean, I'm just, I don't want to say it's because you're not on there. Oh, my goodness. But I'll let the number speak for itself, okay? I want the listeners to know Matt also asked my wife to take over for me on this podcast today. (laughs) <laughs> guys look i'm i'm looking trying to expand this i'm in the empire oh i'm in the he's, empire side of things here okay he's so, telling you he's trying to lance bass me when it's just going to be a nick carter situation <laughs> <laughs> are you lance bass in this scenario because i uh, think so or nick lachey let's yeah, no, he did all right he did all right for himself i did yeah he, I, well you could do better so. you could do worse than nick lachey i guess so. <laughs> also hey can you do me a favor What's that? Just real quick, ask your wife to come over here for a quick second. Brittany, can you come here for a second? Maddie wants to talk to you. I was just going to say, you want to, thank you. Hello. Brittany, uh, hey. because I know Tarek hates this kind of stuff that we talk about, did you watch Survivor last week? I did. Yeah. I did. I totally did. This is I, what do you think? Eric's giving a big thumbs down right now. <laughs> I thought it was... I'm out for the week. Catch you guys next time. Okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, the first episode never really, like, intrigues me that much, especially because there's no returning players, so I have no ties to anybody. I don't really... I don't know about them yet. How about you? Dude, I loved it. I, yeah? I have it programmed in my phone to remind me... <laughs> 15 minutes before 8 o'clock on Wednesdays to watch Survivor. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, you got to find some people that like to watch it too. Have Survivor parties. Oh, like it's, I do. You know, <laughs> I don't know a lot of people around here, and a lot of the, like, bros that I hang out with are very macho. Something tells me they're not into Survivor. Right. But, uh, yeah. So you don't broadcast it? <laughs> uh, nope, definitely, uh, except for on the podcast. That's the only. That's the only way people know that I'm into it. I love but, it. Uh, yep, yeah, perfect. Kate, I always love yeah. your thoughts. No, it'll it'll grow on me, and I'll start to figure out who I like. But right now, just there's some crazies already. I'm like, oh, yeah. calm down. You gotta you gotta Seriously. love the crazy people. That's the best I know. part. Stirring shit up on the first night. That's exactly it. It's the way it yeah. goes. But we can keep posted on this because I will develop an opinion soon. Just like I don't know yet. <laughs> Stay posted, folks, for our survivor moments. And maybe if I come on your other uh, Matt chats, yep. I'll have, we can talk about it more. Perfect. Okay. It'll be great. All right, everybody. Uh, peace out and have a wonderful week. Bye.